Hi, everybody. Uh, welcome to uh, can, another uh, episode of uh, Cantastic Wrestle Talk podcast. Uh, Happy New Year. This is um, the Cantastic at SLTD Wrestling. And I'm again joined by my good friend uh, Mike uh, from uh, SLTD Wrestling as well. Mike, uh, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. It's a new year and uh, we got a lot of wrestling this week. New year, new wrestling, new releases. <laughs> it's just uh, uh it's just yeah. like uh it's like groundhog day. It keeps happening over and over again. But uh I digress. Yeah. That is not the subject for today's episode. No. We're here to talk about the uh, our predictions for Impact Wrestling's Hard to Kill coming up Saturday, January 8th and um on pay-per-view taking place at the, I believe, the Bomb Factory in Dallas, Texas. Um, well, uh, Hard to Kill, uh, for those of you who don't know, is actually a relatively new pay-per-view. Uh, Impact's only had it since uh, January 2020, prior to the pandemic. It's, uh, it's relatively new, but it's all already been known for some historic firsts. Um, the first Hard to Kill, 2020, saw... Uh, the crowning of the first female to be the Impact World Champion. And then in 2021, uh, Impact had the first main event where the main event, one of the main event participants was the world champion from a completely different company. So it's been known for uh, some very interesting um, matches. And I don't think uh, the card would, is, dis- is going to disappoint this time. Um, Mike, I, I believe you've had a look at the card already. As of uh, Thursday, uh, January 6th, um, all the matches, as, I, as far as I can see, rel- relatively remain the same. So uh, what do you think of the card so far? Uh, I'm actually the most excited about both of the women's matches. Oh, um, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I can't wait to see Deanna and Mickey in a, in a death match. That's going to be crazy. Uh hopefully in a good way and um the first ever women's ultimate x match which is surprising it took this long to get here but that's going to be interesting too because i think anybody can win that that is true um i mean i'm surprised myself that uh it actually has taken this long the concept as i understand it is relatively uh straightforward it's been it's surprising that women weren't given the opportunity to have a match like this. Uh, we'll get to it in a minute, but I'm just surprised that they kept the original six people in there. Mm-hmm. Um, suffice it to say that the card's so big that one of the title matches has been bumped to the knockoff. No, 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 not, not the knockoff, the, uh, the, um, the kickoff show. So mm-hmm. uh, I think we'll start with that one. So the first match I want to talk about is going to be on the Hard to Kill um, kickoff uh, show starting at 7.30 free on you on, on impacts youtube channel trey miguel the x division champion will be defending defending against steve macklin um so i don't know if you uh, saw this mike but um gail kim on uh, just a recent impact said to steve in backstage if he doesn't beat trey this will be the last chance he gets at the x division championship as long as trey miguel is the champion so based on that stipulation i think they may have accidentally given away the um the ending so what do you think is going to happen uh yeah i i mean i just don't think it's time for macklin to lose a singles match so it's 
like he he's been very good since he's come into impact obviously didn't really get a chance to show what he could do in uh, the company that shall not be named and um yeah he's he's very good trey miguel is very good these guys work well together um and yeah i i kind of agree i think macklin's gonna win because it just it just feels like it's time like it, it like he he's done so well and we and everybody already knows how good trey miguel is and i don't think he needs to hold on to that belt um i do see um brighter things in miguel's future i mean now that he's had the X Division Championship, he has opportunities to go after other titles, especially that there is a forbidden door concept and it's like the, the, the opportunities are wide open there. As for Steve Macklin, as you mentioned, that uh, in, the, in his prior place of employment, they really didn't do anything with him. And once he came over to Impact, it seems that he's been strapped onto a rocket and just been going up, up and up. I mean... Even back at our Bound for Glory prediction, we I think we split on our decision. We I think I think you said Steve Macklin was going to well, win. Huh? Yeah, because I thought he was. You thought at the time there. because he was ready already by that time already, right? Yeah, I thought he was going to win there, and Trey was going to chase him. Yeah, and then it and it went the other way. Which I is think fine. My, I think what I said back then was that he looked more like the hunter, or like he looked more like fitting to be the guy hunting for a title. So they kind of dress. So I thought it would make sense. I would drag it drag it out for a bit uh, for a, a couple of more months. I mean, you see how he was chasing it at chasing it. It was uh, that match with uh, Laredo kid and a triple threat. And then afterwards yeah. he's, he, that the ending for that was interesting because Trey tried to pin both of them and then he pinned Laredo, but then Macklin kicked out. So he didn't yeah. beat Macklin then. And then yeah. they did that part thing where apparently Macklin kidnapped Trey and tied him to a, a radiator <laughs> in the back. Which was uh, so, which is so fitting for a guy who used to be in the military, which is frightening oh yeah, to say he, the least. He, um, knows, he, he knows all about that, I'm sure. Yeah, so we don't want to get into that, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I get, I'm definitely agreeing with you this time. I think like these kind of stipulations were to say if you don't beat the champion, you, ne- you can never challenge the championship for the championship again. So long as so and so is the champion. Well, also, Again, this isn't the company that shall not be named, and we saw what happened yeah. to Drew. We saw what happened to Drew McIntyre when he had that, when he had that stipulation, and it hindered him tremendously. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I don't think. Obviously, there's other titles that Macklin could go for if that's the case, but I just think uh, it's time for him to win this and. Um, yeah, yeah. I think a Macklin run with the X Division Championship will be interesting. He's not exactly a high flyer. He's more like a he's more like a stockier build guy. It would be like putting yeah. Rhino in the X Division, for example. Yeah, so, well, you know, like some or, or like when Josh had the when Josh Alexander had the X Division title, not as technically yeah. sound, but still, you know, it's yeah. kind of like the brawler guy. Having. I mean, the 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 X Division has always been more about just no limit to the division at all it doesn't really mean high flyer division exactly Samoa Joe was in there for a long time you know yeah the people you mentioned Josh Alexander I think Rhino has fought for it before but not won it but still like 
that's it, it it it's it's a stepping stone title it's okay. not it's not a division yeah based on weight on weight class okay so i think we're both in agreement that steve macklin is gonna become the new x division champion at hard to kill uh the next match is um very interesting uh, interpromotional bout between chris saban he will be challenging for the Ring of Honor World Championship against the champion Jonathan Gresham. If uh, those of you who don't, don't pay much attention to Ring of Honor, you should know by now. Ring of Honor has temporarily temporarily closed its doors for the first quarter of 2022 until April. We're not exactly sure what it's going to become at around April, but in the meantime, I think it was very good for um, spirited for the company to allow the championships to continue while they're on hiatus so yeah. jonathan kresham is essentially going on and going on a basically an interpromotional tour across all of the wrestling world i see uh he's popping up in gcw he's defending titles in gcw new japan and this sun this saturday at hard to kill he will be defending the ring of honor world championship against um the um I guess the timeless Chris Saban, because I look at Chris Saban, he's always looking like he did 20 years ago. I, I would say he's like the Paul Rudd of professional wrestling at this point. <laughs> That's a good comparison. Yeah. One thing I'm interested about, I don't know, like, Mike, I, I guess you've watched Ring of Honor more than I have. Um, Jonathan uh, Gresham, yeah. he's known for uh, pure rules. So, like, would you be able to explain that a bit or, or uh, is that a well, little out of your wheelhouse? Well, the pure rules, the, the pure division in Ring of Honor was something that they did a long time ago in the early year, the early days of, of Ring of Honor when Brian Danielson was first there. And basically what it is, is it's like um, it's supposed to be more of like a catch style wrestling match, but it also has like these different kinds of rules. Like you can only use three rope breaks per match. And if you use up all your rope breaks, you can... You can still be submitted if you grab the ropes after you use all three. Um, it, it, it's something that, that Ring of Honor brought back uh, specifically for Jonathan Gresham because he is very much in the same vein of a Brian Danielson of being this very technically sound wrestler who just loves wrestling wholeheartedly and uh, you know, he's gonna have his own promotion, yeah. Terminus, in a couple which is, of weeks, yeah, yeah. And, um, we're gonna see him on that one. And the thing that's interesting about that is they are still calling Bandito the ROH champion, yes. So, um, it's, um, it's a little uh, confusing, which well, I did th- ask you about earlier. So, I yes, was like, um, the thing that, that I was thinking was that they were going to do like a you remember how when like CM Punk won the title and then yes. he left yes. and then John and then John Cena had a belt and CM Punk had a belt and he John Cena screwed the brakes yeah well time. yeah yeah that's the most um familiar uh comparison I think I think, uh, I think it's going to be something similar to that where it's like oh I'm the real ROH champion no I'm the real ROH champion and yeah. they're going to face each other when the, when the show actually comes back, that'll be their first big main event 
when in April, I assume, where they figure out who the real world champion is. But it, and also in the meantime, they're both going to be defending the belt, which is interesting. Um, because he's defending that belt on Terminus. Yeah, against Josh Alexander, of all people. Um, yeah. and, um but, but uh yeah, this it's match... a, like like you don't have to go back that far in what happened with uh, Cena and Punk. You look at what's going on with New Japan. Um, yeah. you know, I believe Okada just won the uh IWGP yeah. uh world title, and Will Osprey still has his version of that title. So that's gonna. Uh, I don't know when that if, well, is that happening at Wrestle Kingdom. I don't remember. The, the match already happened. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not gonna give it away <laughs> on this episode. So anyway, uh, back to this match. Well, I mean, by the time this is out, the show the show will be okay. Well, past, well, 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 let's not let's not but... um di- uh, let's uh, let's uh, let's we're digressing a bit here. So um, regardless, 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 regardless of Gresham, the, the... you know, he's the champion. He's ROH guy. I don't see him losing. I'm, my my question no. there was just wondering if this is going to be like a pure rules match because I watched him defend it on GCW, uh, which is known for death matches, and he yeah. and and the fans were quite respectful in uh, watching a, a pure rules match. I mean, I don't mind watching a pure rules match, like uh, you know the fact that you have, have like they still have good wrestling matches on GCW. Like, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, uh, absolutely. It's GCW is definitely branching away from the death match uh, culture. I mean, that's yeah. still their core product, but still they, they are definitely they have branching one, out. They have one or two of them per one or two per show, but they still have wrestling matches. Right. Like, I mean, when I went, Scorp, uh, uh, freaking, uh, what's his name? Uh, Scorpio, um, two, two, two Cold no, Scorpio? Two, two Cold Scorpio was there when I went. He's And he's been there a few times since, yeah. since I went. Here's my prediction just to. Uh, finish off on just this to topic. go back, just to go back to I'm that de- match. Definitely, good job. Gresham is retaining because yes. I mean, he's he's scheduled to defend it against two Cold Scorpio at the next uh GCW show. Uh, yes. I believe it's called Say You Will. Uh-huh. Yeah, so anyway, um, this is a nice inter promotional thing. I think my only wish is for the Ring of, Hon- Ring of Honor's uh head commentator to be. Like calling this match, I don't know if they could bring in Ian Rakabani, but um, yeah, that's, that that's the wishful thinking on my part. That that would be interesting, and he did tease that he had an interview with another company, but he didn't say who it was. So okay, I'm I'm um, guessing you also think Gresham's going to retain, so we don't have oh, much uh, to disagree I, on. Absolutely, oh, okay, I, but it's going to be a great match. I, yeah, I, I I mean I love Jonathan Gresham. I am dying. To see him face Brian Danielson, like that needs to happen this year at some point. Yeah, uh, there's a and, little bit of um, unfortunate politics working around that because I think the, um, if you guys don't know, Jonathan Gresham is married to Jordan Grace, um, and Jordan Grace got into some kind of Twitter spat with Anthony of Gogo of all people from. AEW, so I don't know what's going on there. I, but I don't think what I've seen so to... far is that Jonathan Gresham has not been booked for anything related to AEW so far. So that's okay because Brian Danielson could always go to Terminus. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. Of course. Now that yes. he has his own promotion, they can come to him. Why the hell yes. do I need to go on the freaking Jacksonville of all places and do anything there? Okay, exactly. anyway. So, Jonathan Gresham will retain the Ring of Honor World Championship, we predict. Uh, the next match is uh, the inspiration, Cassie Lee and Jesse, <laughs> Jesse McKay. They're the Impact Knockouts Tag Team Champions, and they will defend against the influence Madison Reina and Tennille Dashwood. Does it bother you that the, the names of the teams are so similar? It's like that meme with Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man almost. Uh-huh. And now, it, you know what's even crazier? I don't know if you saw the uh, recent Impact. Uh, apparently, Cassie and Jessica, Jesse, had their own version of Caleb with a K, except yeah. his name is J with an I. It's, um, well, it's, I... That, it's that jobber, uh, Jay Vidal, who... Uh, they flew in front of uh, Jonah a few weeks ago. Yes. So basically, it was funny. Uh, they did a, like a mock version of the All About Me talk show, except mm-hmm. the inspiration called it All About I with two eyes. And then All apparently Jay, and then apparently Jay and Caleb were fighting for room on the couch. Like Jay <laughs> is kind of like, you can see what I'm yes. doing. He's like, yes. oh, yeah, this was- is my couch. And then Caleb's yeah. like, no, no, no. No, no, yeah, it was it was basically all and then all four girls were just screaming and clawing at each other and then like you know pulling hair and oh, I'm like we all we all saw the speed coming. Yeah, but I'm <laughs> I, I, I but you know what I'm genuinely genuinely confused because I don't really know how this match will end. Because either way, it is almost like um whoever wins, nothing will change. Because if uh, the titles change. It will go to a team which is, you know, all about, you know, the influencer culture and all that other shit. I mean, yeah. well, the inspiration. I, I mean, the, these teams are literally mirror images of each other. Just, just their names well, are different. That's why I thought they were going to be a group together. Yeah. At some point. Like, I feel like that's probably going to happen at some point after yeah. this match. Whoever wins it. Like, even if it got down to the point where, like, Tennille just got rid of Madison. Because it just makes so much sense for her to be with with Jesse and Cassie, right? But um, I don't know where that leaves Madison at that point. But I, either way, I think the inspiration is retaining. Yeah, I I, I I sense it's still too early to take the titles off of them. I mean, let's remember they won these titles in their first match in Impact Wrestling at Bound yeah. for Glory. I mean, you. I mean, if if you're just gonna have them drop it at just some, I mean, in, especially with kind of feud like this where you can't really pinpoint like the exactly why they're feuding, it's just really confusing, right? I think they're feuding over the fact that they are the same tag team, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like they that they're just like stop copying me. No, you stop copying me, and that's why they're feuding. Yeah, and at that point, um, I'm going <laughs> to, uh, what am I going to say, man? I mean, whatever I say, it doesn't really matter. I mean, I am going to make it interesting and just say the influence will somehow win, this, win the titles. Because I, I don't know, I think by doing that, this storyline will continue somehow. And um, I think maybe it will develop into the scenario you spoke of, well, whereby Cassie, Jesse, and 
to Neo become an Australian supergroup. So I, mean, I don't know. Also, I'm just gonna throw this, a monkey wrench in the works because I just want to make this a little more interesting just, and just yes, yeah. Uh, so anyway, just to, just to add, yeah. Are there any other tag teams? <laughs> hey, uh, let let me just recap here. So technically, <laughs> Decay is still a tag team, but Rosemary yes. has this Knockouts Ultimate X match. So yes. um, and that leaves Havoc kind of just being the supportive character. For yeah. some reason, they threw Jordan Grace and her partner Rachel Ellery into the same match. Well, that's because they're both good. Yeah, but I was con- I, I I don't know if like Jordan <laughs> needed to be in this match because she's already the digital media champion. Um, Who cares? That's the twenty four seven title of Impact. Who cares? But I but surprisingly, <laughs> still book way better than the shit they're doing on Raw. Okay. <laughs> Of course. I'm a, no offense to Dana Brooke. I'm glad she has a title after what ten years in the fucking company. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, as for um the undead brides, uh, Kimber and uh, fuck, what's her name? Brandy. Uh, they got their energy yeah. sucked out by a pregnant Sue Young. So, yes, by the way, pregnant that. is not kayfabe. Sue Young is actually yes, pregnant. Yes. So, congratulations yes. to yes, her yes. and her husband. Uh, who, for those of you who. No, it's um, it's Rich it's Rich Swan, but uh, we probably yeah. gave it away. They're trying to book. I think they're trying to spin the storyline that Su Young is gonna give birth to this demon baby or something. But I don't know what the hell they're gonna do with that. But yeah. um, anyway, uh, so you think it's the inspiration? I'm gonna just say it's yes. the influence. We'll see what happens with that. Not really um, yes. that hung up on the result of that match. Uh, let's see. Let's do the um. Since we we're talking about it, let's just do the Knockouts Ultimate X match. Chelsea Green versus Jordan Grace versus Lady Frost versus Rachel Ellering versus Rosemary versus Tasha Steeles. Let's start with this question. Is there anybody in that list, Mike, that you think should not be in this match and replaced by somebody else right now? Rosemary. Yeah. yeah. And who do you think should replace Rosemary? Uh, I don't know. I I mean, I guess it would it would be I I would be okay if they put Ma- Masha Slamovich in there just because she's really good. Yeah, she just had her debut. She had a squash yeah. match, so she's officially in the roster. But also, Mercedes Martinez would have been fine, but she's officially in AEW. Yeah, as of uh, last week, as she debuted on AEW. Yeah. Um, I actually thought Chelsea was going to be taken out considering she got hit in the uh, face with her chair yeah. by her husband, Matt Cardona. I thought they were yeah. going to do some kind of story where she can compete and they had to replace somebody. Yeah. Um, for those of you who've never seen an Ultimate X match before, uh, the concept is simple. There's a giant X hung up in the center of the ring suspended by a scat by, I guess, a structure of about, I don't know, six, Submit. seven feet in the... Um, yeah six or seven feet starting from the top ring post. So you're talking about like what? 15, like 20 ca- feet? In the- yeah, it's like cabling that is made into an X that is over the ring uh, like six or seven feet higher than the top rope. Yes. And you have to and you can, climb and, across like, right, you have to climb like, ac- up the up the scaffold, uh, uh, for lack of a better yeah. term, and then you have to, um, I guess, climb on the ropes that are strung out, 
and grab the X from the middle. So it's not a ladder match. For those of you who are wondering why are they using ladders, ladders are not allowed. Although, although they could probably use ladders as weapons. Not, I think people have used ladders in the Ultimate X match before to try to grab it. Though. Well, that would de- defeat the purpose of said match because, uh, you know, they yeah, want you to climb. This or, yeah, this is true. But I mean, it's not, it's not as high as I believe I've seen in past uh, TNA and oh, past no. content. When, when, they, when they first did it and AJ Styles was doing like flip bumps off of that thing and probably would have broke his back if he, if he did it now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was crazier back then, but right. they've they've kind of like made it a little safer by making I, yeah it yeah height, I think they did it last height, year making and, uh, height shorter. And, yes, um, I think also it's, it was because at the time they were in the in that warehouse studio where I don't yeah. think there was as much space, and uh, they had a ultimate X match for the uh, X division title, so it was it was it's smaller now, so. Well, just to add, I mean, I, I saw a video the other day, I believe it was by Cultaholic, and they did like a top 30 bad impact stipulation matches. And this one was like at the bottom of the list because it's actually a really cool concept. That's really the only cool concept that they've ever come up with that's stuck the longest. But um, I am very interested to see how how the women fare in this kind of match. Um, Jordan Grace is obvious. I mean, you, you, you kind of like have to have her in this kind of match. Um, and I think like out of everybody, I would say that Rosemary is like probably the least likely to win. Um, I mean, even Rachel Ellering, who they haven't really built up that much to like, like it would be cool if she won, but I just don't see it happening. Um, unless they want to continue a rift between her and Jordan, which would probably happen if Rachel won this match. Um, I mean, I I I don't know why they would continue to do try to do a rift storyline between. Jordan and Rachel. They tried that last year. They did a bit of yeah. it, and then they reconciled. And now Rachel is this enthusiastic supporter of her friend who is just doing all this, like you know, defending yeah. her title and like the powerlifting and whatever. So yeah. it's like that's good. Like they are still a viable tag team. And if you're gonna have knockouts tag team titles, like you have a, a good looking team right there. Like I yeah. even came up with a name for them. Like, this is just my own version. Like, this is just my own, like, name for Jordan and Rachel's team. Smile and Grace. Because, like, literally, Rachel is all about smiling. And there you go. She's, so, she's, the, she's the queen of strong smile. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, 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 <laughs> I, I think I tweeted at some of them and told them, your tag team name should be Smile and Grace because it's just that's as natural as it can be. So, I mean... Yeah. Yeah, okay, I would agree. Yeah, Rosemary is not winning this. Um, Lady Frost, she just joined the roster. And I want to see more of her, I, like, competing I first mean, before it, it also a title comes shot. Down to, it also comes down to who wins that title match. Because, oh, yeah. Because, obviously, I think the title match is going to be after this match. So yeah. I think that'll probably... Because uh, if a heel wins, Mickey's going to win. If a face wins, 
All right. So this is uh, this is so, interesting then. But I, what is Chelsea Green? Is that's, she a heel? Is she a face? I don't know. Is that's she, what's confusing because she just had a six. Uh, so, so she just had like a tag team match between the six women. So Chelsea was teaming with she was on um, the heel Lady team. Frost and Tasha versus yeah. Jordan, Rachel, and Rosemary. So I'm like, then, okay, why is Chelsea teaming with the heels? Yeah. And so, I, I mean, I want to pick Chelsea because it's not going to be Jordan if she's still holding another. Yeah, one. yeah. Um, like I said, I don't think it's going to be Rachel, even though I think it would help with whatever. Because I don't think her and Jordan are going to be together as a team for a long time. Um, but I, I just I, I can't see it being Tasha, even though it would probably help get to get her to the next level because whatever she's doing is not working right now yeah i mean tasha and her friend savannah evans i mean that's another female tag team there i mean it's like it's like the the women's version of ace austin and madman fulton to me you've got the smaller athletic person and the big powerhouse and that team is getting tired for me so well, Ace um, Austin and Madman Fulton for some reason are feuding with Johnny Swinger and Hernandez, so I don't know why. I thought I believe it's over money again. So of course that's not it. Um, yeah. So either way, I, I mean, it doesn't have to pick. Because like we have down six, to like, yeah. Chelsea seems like the favorite to me because no matter who wins the title match, I think you can you can put her against either one of them. You can say, oh. Diana is her best friend in the world and they could have an amazing match because they've had amazing matches before. And she's also had matches with Mickey and has chemistry with Mickey. So either way, I think, I think it's going to be Chelsea just because she's the only one that I could honestly see feuding with either one of the possible winners of the title match. Yeah, I think I will in, be inclined to agree with you that at this point is Chelsea gonna Chelsea's gonna walk away and win this inaugural knockouts ultimate X, just based on my future prediction of what's gonna happen in that knockouts championship match. Um, I mean, Tasha Steeles is a I guess by process of elimination could be also be a, a, um, someone who might end up winning this, but that would be like. Because I think it would be a repeat because I think Mickey James faced Tasha Steeles before, or am I mistaken? But um, I, don't, I don't recall it, but if yeah. she has, I don't remember. But if that happens, Mickey, if, if like Mickey retains somehow and, and she ends up facing Tasha, that, that's more of a match like in one of the minor Impact Plus uh, specials yes. rather than on a pay-per-view. So, But yes. at this point, I'm going to agree with you and just say it's Chelsea Green because... It just seems like by process of elimination, that's what's going to happen. Okay, Uh, let me... Okay, let's go to this one. Uh, The singles match between Josh Alexander and Jonah. This is... uh, This is going to look ugly. Um, Not sure if you saw what happened, but Jonah basically beat down Josh again and this time splashed him through a table. Mm-hmm. So now so Josh has reaggravated his injuries 48 hours before Hard to Kill. 
yeah, and I think that is is evident enough of why he's going to win. Um, I think Joe so doesn't... because the narrative is that they're just they're, they're going to re, they're trying to rehabilitate Josh back into the title picture, and yeah. I don't think Jonah is sticking around Impact that long. I think he. I think he's doing stuff with New Japan, right? So maybe that's well, what he's doing. I don't know. I don't know if he has like an agreement with both where he's doing both. Because I don't know if he's signed somewhere or if he's just no, no, they didn't the, no there's been no confirmation of that. In fact, I believe he is still technically like a free agent. Yeah, I think so like it's like Cardona, he briefly agent. had that and then before he signed with Impact. So um and besides New Japan, if if New Japan is getting onto access television right after impact starting in March, then there's really no need to just stick with one company because they're both yeah, working I mean, together. If, if they're working together and he's doing fine being a freelancer, he could do both. Yeah. Especially since the U the U S um, new Japan stuff is filmed in LA. Yeah. So, and it's taped every, I mean, both shows are taped. So you could make it work where he's yeah. on both all yeah. the time. But, but I think this um, is like, this is like, well, be, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was going to just say, as you said, uh, Josh is trying to get back in the title picture and they already announced like when Rebellion is. So you got to get him there, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, the schedule for Rebellion has come out. Um, yeah, they're going to start touring in other cities again. So at least they're not staying on one spot for several months at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, as for this match, I think it's going to go down to just looking extremely one-sided because Josh needs to sell his injuries and Jonah is just this monster. Yeah. Um, definitely not envisioning. Like, like, I don't know if Josh can do his C4 spike power driver on this guy. I mean, it's going to be look like you either have to tap uh... him out or you'd have to like... I don't know. You have to like roll him up or something, that, and then that's probably going to be something that they build to in the match. Like he's probably going to try to do it like two or three times and fail, and then he's finally going to hit it. Yeah, and... I'm interested to see how that works. Stona is like about he looks like he's about 400 pounds to me, or 330 technically, but that's still yeah, a very big man. And I'm sure he'll like work the leg the entire match and do the ankle lock. Yeah, yeah. So okay. I, I think. I, I mean, there's a possibility that Jonah could win, but he doesn't need it. Josh needs No, because if Jonah wins, then basically you put him in front of Moose. At, yeah. Because, I, I, you know, I think, you know, okay, we'll get to that later on. But let's say Moose as the champion. That would put him in front of Moose instead of Josh. So, oh. like, I don't know when Josh is going to get his rematch, but for the title. I mean, Moose and Most Jonah likely had, Rebellion, but... Moose and Jonah did have a stare down in New Japan. Yeah, and I don't know if they're going to keep that on New Japan instead because if if that's where it started. Who knows? Who knows? But I think you and I in agreement at this point, it looks like it's going to be Josh winning this match. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway. Uh, Okay, the next one is the 10-man hardcore war match between VBD and the Good Brothers versus Eddie Edwards, Rich Swan, Willie Mack, Heath, and Rhino. Uh, for those of you who don't understand what I mean by hardcore war, I pulled up the list of rules from last year's 
hardcore war that happened. Isn't it? Isn't it basically a war games match without a cage? It is minus the cage. Basically, it says two men start <laughs> alone for five minutes. Every two minutes, a new man enters from alternate alternating teams. The match cannot end until the final man has entered. After all ten men have entered, the match is won either by pinfall or submission, and there are no disqualifications. So uh, this past impact, uh, it was Heath versus Carl Anderson one-on-one. Carl won the match, thereby giving his team the advantage. So um, when the two men will start, they'll be from the opposite teams. The the first man that will enter will be from uh, the Good Brothers VBD side. So their side will have a two-on-one advantage up until the end. Um, I saw, we saw a little uh, preview. The impact ended uh, the last five minutes was just basically a 10-man brawl in the ring with various weapons. So uh-huh. how do you think this is going to end? Because like, like this, this <sighs> whole thing came together when... Because it, this is one of those matches where it looks like they just lumped in all the feuds that are left over yeah, and that's one why, big thing. That's why I hate that it's happening instead of a tag title match. I mean, like, just, just have, like, a tag team gauntlet match or something like put the yeah like on the just line. like what would be more like, interesting would be like a like a fatal four-way tag team title match between the brothers heath and rhino swan and mac and violent by design any yeah. edwards is in there for no reason other than to just fill in the extra just spot to, to even the odds yeah, exactly. Because Eddie Edwards, Edwards has to be in a show. In well, you can't keep Eddie Edwards on hard to kill. You know, there you go. So. <laughs> I, I I get it, but this just this match seems so unnecessary. <laughs> it really does. It's like it, the with most... you, it's either the match is horrible or the match is unnecessary. It it's the most unnecessary match on this card. It it easily is, like because it proves nothing. What what happens? The winning team gets. I, I just find it funny that for you, the criticism with WWE is they keep doing rematches, and then for, I guess Impact, it's like these matches are unnecessary. Like why would you use at all? <laughs> and well, on WWE, it's like you've seen it ten billion times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, anyway, and, like, and AW just does stupid stuff once in a while, but I, I don't know. I think I think the babyface team is gonna win. Just because they, somebody's gonna pin a champion, and they're gonna be like, "Oh, that team's gonna get a title shot now." Like, yeah, Carl Anderson does does always come off as a guy who eats the pin. So, um, yeah. So probably it'll be somebody. It'll be Rhino and Heath, or you know, Heath will pin Carl like he was supposed to on this show, and he didn't, and he'll earn him and rhino a tag title shot and they'll move on from vbd and vbd will do something else and it'll be stupid just like everything else that they do <laughs> yeah it's gonna spin off i guess uh, in the subsequent months like but Keith and rhino they'll get their title shot eventually but then vbd and the good brothers their alliance will break apart and then they'll have to fight each other yeah. And then I don't know where this leaves uh, Eddie, Swan, and Mac, but um, frankly, I, I think maybe Swan might need to take some parental leave or some time off uh, yeah. soon. Um, yeah. And then I don't know that's, what happened. That's why, that's why Willie Mac should turn on him. 
<laughs> yeah, he needs a re- he needs a reason to get off television, right? Oh, he's injured because uh, Willie Mack has betrayed his best friend. <laughs> Will- Willie Mack needs a reason for people to care about him. Yeah, uh, no, <laughs> Willie Mack's promos are like Willie Mack's promos. I'm sorry, are like he looks so bored or he's like despondent. Even well, though he's done some incredible work, like if you remember on yes. Lucha Underground, Willie yes. Mack and John Morrison had a match that lasted the entire he's- show. He's a great wrestler, but ever since he's team, he's been teaming with Rich Swan, all he's been is Rich Swan's friend. That's his role. His role on the show is he's Rich Swan's friend, and I would he that that would that would annoy me. Well, with, well, with all due respect, there's a lot of other guys that kind of fill the role of, oh, so-and-so's friend or backup, like Fulton or uh, Hernandez, right? So, Well, the difference is, is that Hernandez is washed up and Fulton is not good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you think the baby faces will win? And you know what? I actually think the baby faces will win as well. I mean, there's not much to disagree there. I mean... I mean, uh, you gotta set up a title match. Yeah, you gotta set up a title match, right? So you you have to. That's, right. I, I guess that's the only point of this match. Somebody has to win to set up a title match. Right. Even and, if you set up a title match with Phoebe D, it would look kind of like, um, like like the 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 ending would be kind of melodramatic. I'm what's the word I'm looking for? It would be like, oh, okay, that's it. Yeah, it's like if the bad guy, if the heels win, them like, oh, really? And where, where, you know, where's well, the spinoff? What, like, how do you, how is, do you work your way towards a title? Well, match? well, that's the thing. If the heels win, what does that prove? It proves nothing because nobody earns anything. Okay. <laughs> that that's but that's what I'm saying. Like, if if VBD got the pin, they would they would be pinning Rich Swan or or Willie Mack. Or one of the other people, like, oh, they would pin Eddie Edwards. So they would earn absolutely nothing. Like, somebody has to pin, one of the tag teams has to pin the yeah. tag team, yeah. title shot. That should be the only reason to have this match. Yeah, like, if it, yeah, if Eddie Edwards gets pinned, it's not like we haven't seen that before and it doesn't lead anywhere. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, we're in agreement that um, Eddie's team will pick up the win here. Um I don't know what kind of stupid stunts or, or spots they're going to pull. It's going to be crazy, uh, depending on what gets uh, pulled out. Anything from tables, garbage cans, or um, who the hell knows. Um, okay, let's, let's, just, move hope, on. Yeah, let's, let's just, just hope, hope nobody gets seriously hurt. Like, let's just hope everybody I was going to say, let's just hope shit Rich, properly. Let's just hope Rich Swan doesn't kill himself. Yeah, yeah, because we've seen like guys <laughs> dislocate their elbows recently in a really bad way. And we don't want any more of that. Um, okay, I'm moving on to the co- two main event matches now. Um, the Texas Death Match for the Impact Knockouts Championship. Mickey James, the champion, will face the challenger, Diana Perrazzo. Um, there is, again, the no contact clause that has been imposed upon them because they keep trying to kick each other's ass. The, this clause has also extended the Matthew Raywalt, Diana Perrazzo's uh, friend. Um, so, well, we've already passed uh, the last impact before Hard to Kill, so they haven't touched each other. Matt, Matthew Raywalt has not touched either of them. So, yeah, this match is happening, and um, I'm going to go with my prediction. I think, actually, Diana's going to 
become a three-time knockouts champion because I'm using your logic here because Mickey James as storied of a Hall of Fame career she has does not really need this title at this point. Mm-hmm. Diana well, is the one that's on the rise. There's another reason, I think. Um, if you remember at the last Ring of Honor pay-per-view, Diana came out and said that she wanted that title too and that her and Roxy were going to have a winner-take-all match. And there's also speculation that Roxy is going to the place that shall not be named. (laughs) And how great would it be to see Deanna holding three belts? Yeah, uh, I think uh, it's like every year now, I guess we're expected to see a belt collector thing happen. Yeah. Last year was Kenny Omega. And this year, why not a woman? Hey. And the thing is, is that Diana is so good that it would mean something. Diana is so good past the point of where she was. Like, she got to do nothing in the other company. All she did was lose. She never won a match in WWE. Never. And she, she left there, and she has done nothing but get better and better and better with every match that she has had to the point where I don't think she's had a single bad match in a very long time. And yeah. she she's just so good. And I didn't think that this feud with Mickey was going to extend this long. I thought it would just come and go at Bound for Glory. But I guess they did it so that she would have this character change and have this more aggressive side of Diana. And- yes. I'm glad you brought that up because she's always been portrayed as like a royalty, right? Diana. Yeah. And that yeah. fit her character then. But after losing yeah. the title, you kind of need to have a mindset change and yeah. this really fits. And like a Texas death match, it's like, I mean, I'm guessing this is going to be like a basically a no DQ hardcore rules match, but um, yeah, yeah I, mean, that, I mean, this is the only thing that can, I guess, conclude this rivalry because this has death, been going on for I mean, months, starting back at Slammiversary. So yes, and I am very excited. This is the match I am most excited to see on this show, out of everything on this show, just because I know how good both ladies are at wrestling. And I want to see how good they can be at being hardcore wrestlers. See how see where that's going to go. See what they can do to tell a story in that type of match. Because neither of them have experience in doing that. And it, it it's going to be it's going to be interesting what they do in the match because it's not going to be your you know typical Deanna match or your typical Mickey James match. This is going to be different. And I think that they are the two women that are capable of taking it there on this roster, not including Rosemary. But it's going to be interesting. And I think Deanna is winning solely because as we mentioned earlier, her and Chelsea Green would be a big feud for Impact to 
to get to at a big show like a rebellion um the the possibility of her facing roxy and possibly beating her and getting another belt is you know it it has to happen i think yeah and let's not forget for the um the triple a uh reina the reina's championship um apparently taya falkyrie is staring at that title yep (laughs) so there's a lot of stuff that diana might be uh looking down at in 2022 so yep we're gonna say we're gonna say diana peraza will become the three-time knockouts championship at hard to kill and finally the main event for the Impact World Championship, Moose will defend against Matt Cardona and Morrissey in a triple threat match. Do we do we even have to discuss this match? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> do you want to? I mean, I mean, I like the way they kind of tell the story about how like Moose is like talking down the mid Cardona and um, yes. and then like Chelsea taking the chair shot to the face and uh, yeah, I I mean. That was Morrissey's and Moose's weird friendship that is now ended. Yes. Um, well, obviously, the only way Moose would lose the belt is if he didn't get pinned, which, yeah, either way, I don't, that's rarely happens. Either way, I don't think that's going to happen because, as we mentioned earlier, you have to set up the rematch at some point. Between Moose and Josh Alexander. That's where we're going. So, so, yeah, so that's interesting. So, we both agreed earlier that Josh is going to win, beat Jonah. So, do you think as soon as Moose ends his match and gets his hand raised again, that you think Josh will just come out and just stare him down? Or do you think Uh, that would be safe for later? Well, how, what is the, I, I, I don't remember exactly, what is the actual date of Rebellion? Is it, um, is it, Mar- I think is it March or April? Uh, let me look it up right now because I think it's supposed to be end of March, early April. Let me see. Um, rebellion, rebellion. Uh, oh, shoot. Uh, okay, I, okay, let me try to find it. Because I'm gonna say it's around like end of March to April. That's my, my that's my take on that. Because impact pay per views like happen almost like on a quarterly basis. So we've got January hard to kill. So that would mean April's probably Rebellion, Slammiversary in July, and then Bound for Glory is in October. Twenty third of April. Okay. So that's that's a ways away. So obviously, I don't think Josh needs to confront Moose hmm. on this show or even before March. Like, because guess it's a big enough feud, I think, to build for a long time. But if that show is not until April, I don't think you have to build to that match until at least March. Yeah. So so it's it might it might you may not need to rush it. You probably could save save it for later. Yes. But um, but either way, Moose has to remain the champion. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're not we're not in disagreement with that. So Moose will retain the championship. Um. 
we have a little bit of extra time left. This is hard to kill. It's the first pay-per-view of impact for the calendar year. Do you think there'll be any surprise debuts or appearances at this pay-per-view? Um, well, I think it really depends. Uh, the most recent batch of releases that is eligible is not eligible until the 2nd of February. Um, so I guess it really depends on like if there's others that are still out there that haven't signed somewhere. Um, maybe I, I don't know if we'll see like you know, uh, EC3's group like we saw at uh, that's what I was thinking because like ROH, yeah, uh, because uh, Adam Schur is in that group and the former Braun Strowman and I guess it would be interesting if that group showed up and did something. Cause right, I, right. Um, they, they, they were, I mean, EC3 did some stuff during the 2020 with Moose, and then he left after that. Um, I thought um, Adam Shearer was going to debut at Bound for Glory. That didn't happen. In fact, aside from the inspiration, nobody made a surprise debut at Bound for Glory. Um, and I'm not really getting the sense that at Hard to Kill this Saturday that there will be any surprises. I mean, I would love to see Braun Strowman come in as the Titan if that's what he's being called as. Um, yeah. I mean, this is sort of an off comment, but they did a big vignette package with Moose and uh, Morrissey and Cardona talking about the match. And I think they threw in, somebody threw in the word Titan in there for some reason. And I just thought that was like almost weird subliminal messaging. Yeah, I, I mean, because I don't really know what the deal is with that group. Like, yeah, like, 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 like the free free final called, battle, they kind of just attacked a whole bunch of people, and yeah. then that was it. Like, well, unless you follow Ring of Honor, you wouldn't know. exactly know who those people were, right? Because nobody really knows is like, is EC3 gonna like do more of his own shows, or is he gonna? Are, are they just going to be like a freelance group that goes to other companies while ROH is not around? Like, I don't know. Uh, but I, I guess it would make sense if they showed up in Impact. Um, yeah. Um, it's just, I, I, it, I'm just curious as to like how they would work that in there. Because yeah, like, if I'm, you wanted to make a big splash, then a first pay-per-view of the year situation would be the place well, to do it. They could also try to like recruit Morrissey or something. Like that would be interesting because he's been his whole thing since he's come to Impact has been like, oh I I don't want any friends. I don't have I'm a loner. That's his that's and, his whole deal. And I don't and I don't need any friends. But if he's on the same team as EC3 and Braun Strowman no matter where that is, that would be interesting, I think, because we don't know what the plan is for this group. We don't know what their what their ulterior motive is exactly. And where they, like I said, where they could show up. Um, I think that's the most possible thing that could happen. I mean, I don't know of any other big names that are, available that haven't showed up anywhere yet um because as mentioned like you're not going to see keith lee until february you're not going to see killer cross until february you're not going to see 
Grand Metalik until February. Um, so I don't know who else is available. Um, but I'm sure there will be something. Yeah. Um, we'll have to see. Um, I mean, we're always interested in surprise appearances in the world of wrestling. So yeah. just to recap our predictions for Hard to Kill this Saturday, uh, January 8th. Uh, we believe that Steve Macklin will become the new X Division champion. Uh, Jonathan Gresham will retain the Ring of Honor world title. Um, we're kind of split between the influence and the inspiration on who will end up being the Knockouts Tag Team Championship. Uh, who the hell knows? I think that's the only match we disagreed on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the hardcore war will be won by Team Eddie Edwards, uh, for lack of a better name. Yeah. Josh Alexander will prevail over Jonah. Um, I think we're good with Chelsea Green winning the inaugural Knockouts Ultimate X match. Uh, Deanna Perrazzo will become the three-time Knockouts World Champion, and Moose will retain the Impact World Championship. And so that is our predictions for Hard to Kill. Please tune in live on pay-per-view Saturday, January 8th. Uh, starting at 7.30, the kickoff show, and then 8 p.m. I believe you can uh, subs- uh, subscribe it from uh, Fight TV or uh, Impact's YouTube channel or wherever you buy your pay-per-views. And for now, that is uh, me, the Fantastic, and Mike Charlotte from SLTD Wrestling signing off. Mike, do you have anything to plug? Um, no, not really. I mean, I still do the uh, AW reviews on sltdwrestling.com and once in a while I'll throw in a random article like whatever you know about whatever topic uh, I'm working on a top 10 AW matches of 2021 that'll be up at some point I don't know when because it's taking a lot of time to finish but um, yeah that's about it all right, thank you. And I'm the Fantastic. And um, thank you for listening. Uh, stay safe, uh, stay entertained. And as our colleagues over in England like to say, watch the wrestling that you want to watch and just enjoy yourselves. Mm-hmm. So for now, thank you for listening and have a good day. <laughs>